aim for a virtual meetup global AIM 2021. That's the topic of this episode in the AIM 101 podcast, bringing a different perspective about AIM. My name is Antonio Locandro and welcome to the show. If you're still not following the podcast, you can subscribe to Spotify and get an alert each time we drop a new episode each Tuesday at around 1600 UTC. We have already done two episodes in this new format and hopefully they're bringing value to all of you. So now going directly into today's topic, who organizes events? So first of all, if you haven't heard about it, there is a international federation of aeronautical information management associations, IFAIMA, which brings all of us together in the AIS, AI world under an association that represents. So you can go to their website, www.ifaima.org. So if you go to the website, you can see all about what is the objects, the bylaws, the history, um, how can you gain membership if you're not part of FIMA and so forth. And there is a little tab there that is about Global AIM. So just to talk a little bit about Global AIM, it's been a conference that has been, um, well, taken for over, I think, more than 10 years. Let me check. Yeah, more than 10 years. And first, it was a conference that was organized by Eurocontrol and ICAO, if I'm not mistaken. And then once it was decided they were no longer going to be doing it, um, IFAIMA, well, was born around that time and they just took over. And well, it has been a great experience. I have participated in uh, two of them, um, Rio de Janeiro in Brazil and the one at Santo Domingo in the Dominican Republic. And I can say that both have been great experiences. Of course, traveling to the IFAIMA conference uh, takes a little bit of time, um, money, and also a management budget um, and also management buy-in because they need to give you time to be able to get off work and be able to attend and all of those things. Now, it was supposed to take place in uh, Warsaw, Poland in 2020, but we all know what the whole situation has been. And 2021, unfortunately, hasn't changed much yet, although things are, in theory, getting a little bit better in some parts of the world. Um, so this goes to the question, why virtual? Well, I think it, it's a logical step. It's something that was needed to be considered. In my opinion, probably it took a little bit uh, too long of a time to decide that it needed to be or behave as a virtual event. Probably last year we could have this event also virtual. But anyway, going ahead, just thinking about what's going to be happening in May 25th and 26th is that this event, the Global AIM, is going to go virtual. So what are the expectations? What as a community do you want or do you expect from this event? Now, this is a good opportunity if you have never been able to attend one in person to be able to just go down, register and participate. And actually registration is very easy. If you go to the IFAIMA website, www.ifaima.org, you can just go to Global AIM. And then once there, you can just click on the virtual Global AIM 2021 banner and it will take you to the page where it says, well, the new situation has taught us that we can stay connected virtually. And in this case, for more information registration, you just click on the link there and it will take you to the event page where you will register. Now, I'm here right now 
now at the page and I'm checking it out and the event is going to happen from May 25 at 11 UTC to May 26 about 1700 so at this moment we have 220 persons registered which I think is kind of a chain considering there are probably more than 220 persons working as AIM officers or flight plan officers or briefing officers or auto or charting units or whatever discipline is within the AIS realm and 220 persons is just a very small proportion. I will also encourage that you can invite other friends that you may have who are interested in aviation. You can even bring, I don't know, maybe pilots and air traffic controllers so they can come here. What are really the issues or how does AIM envision things going forward? And then they can get it from first hand instead of reading it in a different place that may not have all of the image. So you can go to the event page and then you can buy a ticket. And in this sense, buying a ticket is really just reserving a spot because all of the tickets are free. So that's another thing. This event is free to participate. You only need to register, you get your contact information and you will get an electronic ticket that will be arriving to your email. So just going a little bit on vent, what is the actual program? So this part here talks a little bit first about why the event, because of the current situation, we can't have it in person. That's okay. It's going to be taking on the 25th and 26th of May, 2021. Registration is free. So you only need to register. There's no need to miss this opportunity. And I agree with that. There's a list of exhibitors there and speakers that are going to be talking here. I'm just going to go over a few of them. Uh, we got Captain Laurie Soini from Finnair. You know, talked about this uh, global note and campaign. We're going to have ICAO representation also by Alexander Fall. We also have some Eurocontrol people there. Dennis Hart, Eduard Porosniku. Um, we're going to have some other uh, from other places of the world, from Uganda, for example, Thomas Epila. Sorry if I'm not saying your name correctly, and so forth. Um, I'm also going to be participating there with Andy Barrett from Manage AIS. We actually have a very special talk about quality and how it influences or how it works within AIM. So that's something also that you can program your time around. If you want to hear about quality, how can you implement it? And I think one of the key things or the important things is how to do it from an operational perspective. Then hit us up. There's a program there. You can know exactly when we were we when we will be talking about this um, quality management thing I, I want to give you more details but I don't want to spoil the surprise so if you got any questions about quality then just hit up with an email at, or post a comment on my blog and we will try to see if we can address it during the presentation one of the things that I like about these um, web page is that you have the program so we have an idea what is going to happen so for example on day one we have of course introduction was new then we have Fernando Lopez from FIMA uh, we have Alexander Fall from IKEA is going to be talking a little bit more from what's coming from IKEA we already have somehow released 8126 but it's really an unedited version so it's not really the final one we have the global campaign of no time probably we're going to well he's going to be talking a little bit about the whole new manuals there 
is a training manual, there's a quality training manual, and probably talking a little bit about what are the activities that have been taken under the ICAO AIS Working Group A and the IMP, the Information Management Panel and SWIM and all of those things. You got a what's new from Dennis Hart, and then we have some questions and answers. Uh, well, yeah, we got a lot of questions and answers. My questions here probably without even hearing the topics are when can we expect the final version of document 8126 out not unedited but just really the final version that we can work with already because some things can change in between on the what's new from Dennis Hart uh, probably I would want to know what's the deal with digital notam I mean is it going someplace or has it been changed or are, should we forget about it or what's the whole deal with digital notam um also what can we expect from aixm 5.2 when is it coming out when should be implemented what's going to happen to those uh, countries still having 4.5 5.1 is it progressing too fast aixm should be stop a little bit the production or the changes and see how countries are implemented i don't know those are some of the questions that come um to my head probably to fernando on the fima i would want to ask what is the fima doing to engage uh, members more i mean yes we have a virtual conference this year we usually have a conference once a year but what is the communication strategy of the fima how are we going to be participating more and more is there a way to involve members that are part of the global aim community to suggest changes or to review things those are some of the questions from this part then let's see then there's a break and then we have session two which is going to be about digitalization and the first one is digital data specification by edward podosniku from eurocontrol then we're going to see a little bit about aeronautical swim services and finally a daim towards digital atm by marcello manino from ids so those topics tie with digitalization and then there is a panel session so what are my questions here probably um i would like to know from the faa what's their experience with swim what would be the first recommended steps like well we don't have anything at the moment what's the first thing we need to go to do in order to start doing swim my other question would be can you explain swim in easy words because swim is an acronym it sounds like we're going to go to the pool and so forth but just explain it to me in a way that i can understand and i'm not an it person from ikeo or faa or Eurocontrol that knows probably what swim is so explain it in lay terms i probably would want to ask the digital data specifications from Eurocontrol or from eddie when are we going to have a little bit more guidance how can we have more harmonization is there a way to make things less complex i don't know so those are some questions i may have for the panel um when are we going to remove aftn from the world i mean that's a prerequisite for swim probably because most of the information that we want to transmit which is in xml form or probably json if you're going to use another format 
and we want to change the character from uppercase to have a normal case and whatever is going to need the extension of ASTN so when is the plan and of life for this because this is some of the problems I have noticed we are taking care of some items that should have left to die probably 10 years ago and AMHS probably is not the solution either um, we do banking through the internet we do a lot of things through the normal public internet with some course security wise and people talk about the whole well the internet is not secure but yet you have money online and I bet you pay with your credit card or your debit card through online portals on the internet especially during this 2020 2021 and you're not thinking too much about well they're going to drain my whole account because you know there's some sort of security there please do not tell me blockchain because that's just killing the world with the whole energy thing that's not really a solution then we have a lunch break and we go in quality so when we talk about quality is no time quality issues by Lindy Lee Kirkman from IATA this one should be very interesting because we're going to have industry telling us about no time quality we have QMS by Lynette Jamison from FAA obviously he's going to be talking a lot about the QMS uh, training manual probably and how they deal with quality in the US I think this would be a good talk then we have AIM QMS replacing long-term nota with supplements Andrew Bird and myself from Match AIS and then we have a panel session so on quality wow there's a lot of things we can talk about quality but one of the key things I'm noticing lately especially with the whole global no time campaign there is a need really to improve quality a lot of those permanent no times are just no times to fix errors of publications you know you got a chart and there's an error you want to change it by a no time you got a problem with your publication you got a no time you forgot to put something in the publication you added by no time so notice that there is a recurrent theme here and that is quality so one of the key things is could we have a standard operating procedure for no time around the world probably not because each of the units have their own particular things but maybe a generic one could be a good start um i would want to ask probably to lynette she's been working with the qms manual do you think that just by ikeo providing a qms manual all the quality issues are going to be solved that's another thing to andy i will ask is there any real difference between using a supplement and a long-term notam so when we're talking about long-term notams i'm not talking about permanent ones that's a different story we're talking about notams that are in system for five to six months um an average or an average but those are notams that are not permanent so how can a supplement really help with this then we have a session on drones and we got the impact on AIM by Bartos Konyovsevsky and Maciej Vlodarski. Sorry, guys, you are from Pansa, Poland, so sorry. Well, I don't know if you're a girl and, and woman and a man, but uh, that sounds interesting. What's the actual impact of drones on AIM? I have my very personal opinion on drones and ATC and AIM in general, and my view is well, I should do a podcast episode of on, on my view on this topic of drones my, my view is drones are not going to be part of atc 
ATM and everything else. They're just going to be a separate entity whatsoever that will need to deal at some level with traditional man service. But there's no way we're going to be dealing with this. Um, I think this is going to be dealt in a different way. But that's just my thinking. I think it's going to be more a private corporation taking over that lower level airspace. You know, that one where ATC usually doesn't care anymore or didn't care until drones came in and have some virtual lanes that can be exploited or used to drive things through and then of course we're going to have those corridors that are going to be needed to go through some of the airspace but i think they're going to be different entities I i'm just thinking honestly the drone industry it's going so fast so cutting everything or turning everything that we knew differently that there's no way i care and aviation as it is right now is going to catch up especially with the three to five year cycles to write documents and so forth it's let's just leave it um segregate that airspace uh, and below 400 feet whatever just let them do whatever they want to innovate bring me pizza to my house i don't want a clearance from atc to get pizza to my place so have some dedicated lanes and, and whatever and have anyone there that can make it safe uh but that's a topic for another episode and that wraps probably this first day for participants and then we have the industry session so don't go out there's always the industry session at the end uh but not masoni from nila candy is going to do the starting a digital transformation from the origin Ooh, this sounds interesting you know how can i start then we got cgx and talus that have not mentioned what they're going to be talking about so i suppose they're just going to be topic talking about their product line so that's okay if you want to know about products and there's a panel session uh my question to benot is what do you think it's the most difficult part of starting besides budget because we already know that money is like the main one or the number one cause of not starting but besides money you know what's the most difficult thing to start with and how can you just you know do it okay and of course we got a few sponsors then we're going to see day two all of this is happening on day one so that's pretty exciting day two we're going to start with notam session we got problems with no time by laurie sony from falpa well i think we already know there are a lot of problems from no time but this is a good talk you know here the user's perspective i think we're going to get a good talk from a falpa on what they would like to see through then we have how to improve sold no time 2021 campaign by alexander pufal ikeo headquarters and idne batar davasuren from mongolia also the first thing you should need to go do is just go check your permanent no time put them in the appropriate format product please and delete or cancel those no times and then put a process place so that never happened again but i'm sure this talk is going to be very very important then we have stefan dubet from france dsna opt no time prioritization this is a hard topic because how do you know that a no time is a priority or not you know every user will think their no time is a priority i remember when i used to work in an office where we had no time um, well, I, I didn't send notes myself, but you know, it's an office where you can hear your colleagues and there were notes about grass cutting and there were notes about birds and some people think, well, birds, whatever. Yeah. But for these people, this is important to be a note tab. So how can you know if something is a priority or not? You know, each person may have different criteria and it's very, very difficult. Note time have capability of actually being useful through filtering, but be able to be 
use for filtering no tabs need to have the complete queue line fill up and that's something that we see some countries not doing but this one is a really good good session so for this panel session my questions will be um what's the number one problem with no tabs besides having too many no tabs of course we, we already know we have like tons of no tabs that make no sense they're public but what's the number one thing besides the sheer no tab number that you would like to get fed my question for how to improve no tab 21 campaign is are ikeo regional officers going to be monitoring and pressing on each country to be able to comply with this no tab 2021 campaign because in my mind it just makes sense you know you got the regional offices including the sub regional office each one has a catchment area of countries they are in charge of it just makes sense that the regional officer checks each country once a month or every two months to see that they are complying and if not sending a letter that's my question why haven't i killed a regional officer done this prior on the ops note and prioritization my question would be should there be a list of what is really a priority or not you know like a definitive list like bird no time no don't publish this um laser no time maybe yes i don't know uh, i'm just talking from the top of my head but there's a list on on ikeo that's there's even one that i remember that it says you are not supposed to send no times for training units in your airport or whatever and that's one of the key for the no times that you see at every moment you know like atc in training no time so so what's the no time about you know if something happens and there's a crash there's no problem because the person was in training oh, I'm, I'm thinking it's just legal things there try to escape the reality but anyway then we have the session six which is this news no time wow this one this one is really one hot topic so we got grf global report performance no time this is my first and probably my only question on this thing why keep calling it snow town what technically is not about snow only event it just confuses things even further if you already changed the format you could call it whatever you wanted but snow time really that's uh, i don't want to i don't want to sound rude but that's just i don't know what they were thinking there are still many countries many people confused and you know the worst part is people that really believe snow time name is okay they don't see a problem with it and it this just touches my nerve you know it's not only about snow anymore yet you call it snow time it just doesn't make any sense so my question is why didn't you change the name will you be changing the name will you be implemented really 2021 because i see that there's a lot of confusion about this then there's a session about training ai and working group focus group training manual by louise elbert from australia this is a really good talk about how the training manual is written what's the intention and so forth so there's a lot of questions that we can ask there my my comment here is because i know this is going to be one of the questions that are going to be asked can we have a standardized training all over the world the answer for me is no no you can't because the operations in the u.s are definitely going to be different than the operations in honduras than the operations france and the operation brazil so we got like high level things we can agree with and then there are things that no they are very specific so we got some things there that need to be talked about so we cannot have a one-size-fits-all criteria you need to have like a general base of topics that you need to cover but this is like going to college or university so i study civil engineering in honduras but if i went and did civil engineering in france or i did it in japan or i did it in india i'm sure the curriculum 
them is going to be different. At the end, am I a civil engineer? Yes, I am. Can I be able to work in those countries? Probably I can once I do the whole paperwork and then I will need to do some other things like getting used to the local customs and uses of engineering. May I need to take additional things or classes to work? Yeah, probably, especially because in Honduras we don't do a lot of seismic things and so forth. So this is the same analogy for AI and we got some base things there that cover around the world. You got the ab initio course, the introduction level courses, SWIM and AIM and AXM, those very high level things. But then you need to do the on the job training. So for me, the on the job training, that's a real part where you go deep into your local constraints on how you do it, your country like Canada, what you do in Spain, that's in your local things. And you might even have some special training for that. Then we're going to have the digitalization of the AIM staff training by Oscar Centeno and Group EAD. That's an interesting name. So what do you mean by digitalization? Well, I haven't heard the talk, so there's no idea what they're going to talk about. But probably one of the questions I would like to ask Oscar, and I, I really like um, Oscar and Henry. They usually speak very frankly on things that need to be done. What do you think are some of the key requirements for hiring new staff based on your experience as Group EAD for NOTAM particularly? Because I know that is your a big area. If I were to hire no time staff 2021-2022, what should I look for in them? I got my own, own personal experience and opinion. Um, I want to say in this topic that I know that anybody can work as a no time officer. There's probably very few um, things that you cannot do just by going to high school diploma or equivalent. But at least in many parts of the world, you are able to hire people at a higher level than just high school for working your offices and then you can bring much more value to your office because honestly aviation AIM units NOTAM unit even if we are probably not paid as we should like ICAO document says that we should be paid at least in a similar fashion as ATC that's what it says I'm not making it up you just go read the documents that's what it says so I know that even though we haven't reached that level in many parts of the world the salaries paid at aviation NOTAM offices are high enough that you can attract talent from fields like engineering computer science you can even bring people in psychology degree because they can you know work with NOTAM and in parallel can have human factors with the office so those are things that we can consider then we have an AIM inspector regulators issues so we have an overview of USOP CMA AIS charts by Abbas Nikneyad by Ikeo Eurocontrol sorry not Eurocontrol by Ikeo Europe office um, and Thomas Otim by CAA Uganda so my questions are what are the questions from this audit supposed to fix or to deal with um, what do you I, what does Ikeo do when a country files differences you know because in theory you can file a difference those are questions from my part because I haven't ever participated in one of these directly you know because when I work in, in civil aviation uh, ANSP we're not basically the state so we didn't get these US OAP CMA audits but that's a really interesting and I would like to know from Thomas Otin from Uganda what are your experiences with charts what is your challenge with charts what do you plan to do and what can you recommend and finally we have some industry sessions we got group AD we got ITV we got um, ASBU for future I think
think this one's from Pure Rudolf and a panel session. Unfortunately, they don't have the topics there. So I probably think they're more, cho more showcasing what are their product lines there. But nevertheless, always interesting to see those. So this is mostly up for the program for what's the virtual AIM meetup. Hope to see either, everyone in the virtual meetup. This is a great opportunity to participate as we are not constrained by travel, budget or distance. Although I do know in some parts of the world, internet speed may be an issue. But overall, I think this virtual event will be beneficial. Who knows? Maybe going forward, we will have blended events where there is live stream for those that are not able to attend in person. Remember, you can provide any comments or feedback on the blog, what you really like to be discussed during the virtual event, what resonates with you to your operation and what bring value. The idea with this podcast as usual is just to have an informal conversation about aeronautical information management topics from a different perspective. See you next Tuesday. I'm out. Thank you.